The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Jim Fox and Dr. Janine Fox. Our show is based on science-backed information on alternative and natural approaches to health. You'll hear the clinical pearls, real-life stories about real patients and situations. It all comes together so that you can live your best health. Now, here are the Doctors Fox. And good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Dr. Jim. And I'm Dr. Janine. And we want to welcome you to the Live Healthy Radio Show. Live healthy, be healthy, that, yep, that is. Glad to be back this week. And yes, we are. Giving you all lots of new information and information yeah. you hopefully can use in your life. All right. Hopefully everybody didn't uh, succumb to the turkey. Uh, oh, yeah, the turkey coma, actually. <laughs> the turkey coma. <laughs> right. It's kind of interesting that tonight's show we're going to be talking about sleep. Sleep. Uh, so <laughs> to where a turkey can kind of put you to sleep. I was going to say, hold on to some of that turkey. The leftovers may not be that bad. We always start out our first segment, though, with stuff we call in the news because we, we kind of peruse the news channels uh, in natural medicine and, and health and see that, uh, you know, what's coming up and what might be of interest to you. Some kind of interesting things. One thing that came up tonight, and this is something that we've talked about before, but we'll talk about it again tonight. It's called the, it's, a, it's actually a precursor to vitamin D, uh, B3 or niacin. It's called nicotinamide riboside. And we talked about it a couple of weeks ago on a show. Here, the, the latest thing came out of Cornell Medical College and uh, Gladstone Institute. And they talked about this stuff actually preventing noise-induced hearing loss. And how many of us, raise your hands, yeah. have noise-induced hearing loss? I know Probably I Probably most people that shoot guns or uh, yeah. ever been around... Um, work where they have loud noises. Loud noises, things like they've that. They've actually shown this to actually help protect the nerves that innervate the cochlea. Which, is, yeah. I mean, and what was really interesting, the exposure to the loud noises damages some of those uh, little nerve synapses and so on. And the researchers found that whether they gave it the this nicotinamide riboside before or after the noise damage, it didn't matter. Didn't matter. Yeah, and that's kind of so you that know, means there's hope a lot of people us. don't know that they're going to get noise damage beforehand. I, I, I'm, you know, my question that comes to my mind is now those of us who have had, yeah, how long? Damage, it, it didn't say how long no, after. No, it they made didn't a go difference. into that. But, so it might be interesting to try some people and see because this just came out this afternoon. It wasn't even be on a, the lines I'll, this morning. No, it wasn't. I'll be a guinea pig. Yeah, you'll okay. be a guinea pig. Yeah, I'll be a guinea pig. Because if you go back a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the same stuff. <clears throat> I think it was back in uh, November sometime. Yeah, and it was more about preventing <clears throat> liver, uh, liver cancer, cancer in mice. So some of the mice studies had shown that the same compound actually could, could pre- prevent liver cancer. Okay, there's two reasons. Yeah, and, and now they're <clears throat> saying it's something totally different. Yeah, but... So how protective is this well, nutrient? You know, That's the question. The... This nicotinamide riboside is a precursor. I mean, okay, it's a precursor to vitamin B3, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it's also a precursor, the step before what they call nicotinamide adenine 
dinucleotide or right. NAD+. Okay. Which also makes a difference in energy. At every cell in your body has yes. to have that stuff. You know, I mean, every cell. There's so not it a does, cell it, there, there is, It's just kind of amazing what keeps coming out about it because there's a lot of research going on with that right. compound. And it, it seems to me that one of the things that came out of this, and, and I guess, you know, they're um, seeing the, you know, the researchers that were involved in this latest study went on to say, because they know that, that there's a certain uh, protein called a SIRT3, S-I-R-T, or sirtuin 3 and it's one that actually regulates our genetic makeup. And they said that by this SIRT2, or SIRT3, using this nicotinamide uh, riboside, it could be a valuable uh, target in treating all sorts of age-related disorders. Yes, because they found that in that SIRT3, it naturally decreases as you age. <laughs> And so if this compound can actually affect that, it might not be it might not just help the noise related hearing loss. No, they it were may talking also about, help yeah. age related hearing loss. Well, and they even talked about it doing things like uh, helping us uh, the folks that have the metabolic syndromes like obesity and yeah, diabetes. help other genes. So, yeah, pulmonary hypertension, even diabetes. Yeah. I mean, I tell you what, I'm going to run out and get some. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to run well, to our store and get some. Okay. That's right because we do have it in we the store. We do have it. Yes. Uh, we've used it sparingly, I guess, over the years. Yeah. Because it, it's one of those things that um, a lot of people, I guess, unless you show them this kind of research, they look at you kind of funny when you tell them, really, you really need to be taking something like this. Because it's, um, I guess it's just not known it's yet. It's not known yet. And right. I think it will be in the future with this type of research coming out about it. Yeah. I think it will be known. And no there's a it. lot of stuff in nutrition that, I mean, vitamin D, if you think about it, not too many years ago, you didn't hear that much about vitamin D. Oh, it, it wasn't that far back, really, that, you know, if you took over 400 units a day, you would die. Yes, and, they said it was toxic oh, and you yeah. couldn't take extra and all this stuff. Well, it wasn't that long ago, and I would probably say in the last five, five years, years mm -hmm. that they're finding that just about everybody is deficient, and it causes so many other problems. And we're yeah. fixing to talk about one of the other problems that it causes. Yeah, and this was, and this one came out of the University of Georgia. So there is something good that comes out of Georgia besides Interstate eighty five, well, right? Georgia's okay. good. <laughs> Georgia's a good state. We, we're just <laughs> they kidding got you lots folks. of peaches. They do, and we're just kidding you guys. Although, who won that game between Georgia and Georgia Tech? They were both from Georgia, but Georgia Tech did Tech beat, beat them. them. Ooh, yep, they did that, win. That did not go over well in Atlanta. No. Anyhow. Uh, what, they, what they looked at is vitamin D deficiency, which, I mean, God knows everybody and their, uh, their brother and uncle has looked at vitamin D deficiency in the scientific world. But this particular study actually looked at vitamin D de deficiency and depression. Yeah, they actually was looking at um, specifically seasonal affective disorder, which is known as SAD. And they know it comes on in the winter when mm -hmm. there's not as much sun sunshine. Right. And they've always thought it was just when the sun wasn't out that people got depressed. But now they're actually starting to link it to a vitamin D deficiency, which makes sense. Yeah. Because if you're it not really in the does. sun and you don't get as much sun, you are low in vitamin D. And you start looking at all the things that vitamin D do. Right. It's uh, huge. It, it, it's huge in everything you think about. And one of the things that these guys came out of this particular study, and it fits to a T, folks. They said that uh, the studies show that there's a lag of about eight weeks between the peak intensity and ultraviolet radiation, in other words, summertime, so to speak, or, you know, August around here, September, and, you know, and that ultraviolet being so intense, and you get that, that, and then the onset of SAD, or a seasonal affective disorder, about eight weeks. Yeah. And it, that's about how long it takes to process vitamin D 
you know, or via the sunlight into vitamin D. You know, your body has to take that uh, sunlight. It processes it through cholesterol, believe it or not. Yeah, it's not an instant process. No, no, it's Everybody not an instant process. Everybody thinks you get the sun, you make vitamin D that day. No. It's not how it works. I wish. Yeah. Okay, and but things, it doesn't happen that Things way. aren't that quick. Very few things in life are that quick. Yeah. But, I mean, they've even, I mean, they definitely have linked, when they do more and more studies, mm-hmm. that vitamin D is very, very important at the synth- in the synthesis of serotonin and dopamine. Which are two really are big chemicals when it starts talking about depression, uh, depression yeah, and, and just behavior. It's two of the biggies. But mm-hmm. they say, Huge. you know, there's no doubt that those being low are linked to depression. And then now they're looking at a logical relationship between low vitamin D and depression. Yeah, makes sense. And really. we know from years and years of practice and experience that mm-hmm. people with low vitamin D have low energy. They're tired. They hurt all over. Their muscles mm-hmm. hurt. And, you know, we've known for years that D actually helps with the immune system. Mm-hmm. So it, they, they've also, not in this study, but they've also linked, you know, low vitamin D with getting sick more in the winter. Oh, yeah. It has a lot to do with the immune system. I mean, there's been when, so study he, after study So on everybody that out there needs to have their vitamin D level checked. It's been... It's it, inexpensive to have checked. It is. We can do vitamin mm-hmm. D testing for like $35. Mm-hmm. There's no reason that you can't have your vitamin D level checked, no matter what your doctor says. They may say, no, we're not going to check it. doesn't matter. We can check it. Yeah. Um, just give us a call and we can check your vitamin D levels. Like I said, $35 and we can do it in most places in the United States. Yes. <clears throat> Anywhere there's a lab core. And, and something that, that too, that, you know, about that testing it, we, we re- usually recommend testing it twice a year. Yeah. At the peak of the summer, Okay, when right. you're going to have the, the, the highest levels. When it's the best it's going to be all year. That's it. It's the best it's, and then, you know, in about this time of year, you in know, the, January maybe. Probably January, February yeah. more, where I spend it's about be eight the weeks into the winter. Right. And, you know, I always, we have many people. We live in a very sunny area. We live on the beach. I mean, we're in a mm-hmm. beach area, south Mississippi, as far south as you can go. And even here in midsummer, I'd say at least 60 to 70% of the people that we check have low vitamin D levels. Yeah, and this time of year, almost 100%, roughly. That's in midsummer. Right. In one of the sunniest areas you can be in. Right. So vitamin D deficiency is huge, and the darker your skin is, the more likely you are to have it. Mm -hmm. So you definitely just want to watch those vitamin D levels. And here's a little tidbit for you, too. If your doc checks your vitamin D and says, oh, it's fine, get the number. You want to know the number, and because the number, because even the the U.S. Uh, Institute of Medicine has come out and said you have to have at least fifty nanomoles per liter, uh, or nanogra- fifty nanograms per milliliter, uh, to actually be good. Yeah. Now there's a lot of yeah. Yeah. You know, the the range when you do the lab testing so it's thirty well, to it'll be thirty yeah. to a hundred, and so but we've seen over and over where optimal is fifty. 50 to 75. Yeah. That's so, optimal. Yeah. Optimal. Yeah. So, it, you know, some people are like 29. The doctor says, oh, you're fine. You're almost in range. That's, That's not, not okay. No. Um, you're better off to be definitely high. I mean, in the 50s, Higher, 60s, yeah. than you definitely are to be 29. Right. So, and it's easy to do. And vitamin D is cheap to supplement. Now, you, it is. like we talked about on our show not long ago, you never want to take D2. No. D2 has been shown recently to actually increase placking in the brain. Yes. And you don't want amyloid plaques in the brain. Everybody does everything they can to to prevent that. Yes. So that's something that you definitely don't, and D2 is most of the time what your doctor prescribes. Yeah. Because synthetic vitamin D, which is what the prescription vitamin D is, is Mm -hmm. D2. Yes, true. Um, D3 is very available. 
Right. It is inexpensive. And Very. there's no reason to take D2 when you have D3 available. And like I say, you want to keep it in that range between that 50 uh, nanometers uh, and to 50 to 75. Yeah. That nanograms per milliliter. That's actually the optimal range. And, and that's been kind of going around. The lab test will say 30 to 100 typically. Yeah. And I, and I, I mean, if you're getting closer to the hunt in the 90s, you might be getting close to having too much. Just back off a little and bit. And you don't yeah. want to get toxic. And vitamin D can become toxic if you have a lot. It takes a lot to do that. It takes a lot. A whole lot to do it. A very much. But that's the reason to check it. Mm -hmm. It's a reason to check it before you take vitamin D. It's a reason to check it after you're taking vitamin D. That's right. But, you know, these guys up at the University of Georgia did a a really good study on this, and and they brought out some really good information about it. And I think it it just kind of brings home that thing about uh, the seasonal affective disorder and and depression. I mean, depression's a big thing oh, for a lot of people huge. in the wintertime, especially. And something as easy and cheap as vitamin D, if you can do that and help your depression, right. then why not? And, and, you know, and especially if you've got, uh, if you're one of those dark-skinned individuals that doesn't uh, burn, or you know, and, and you, it takes a lot of sun to make you tan, then you probably are going to need more vitamin D than, because you're probably not going to get enough sun. Yeah. You're going to need more of that, because uh, we, we have a friend here that fishes a lot, and I think about it just the other day. He gets out on the boat all the time. He is extremely dark from the top, yeah. from his from his waistline up, because he's always got his shirt off. He still off. don't have any vitamin D. And his vitamin. He argued with me when I wanted to check his vitamin D. I said, "I think you need to check it." Oh, doc, come on, look. I'm out in the sun all the time. Look at me. And he is. He's dark, and his vitamin D was extremely, extremely yeah. low. It was I less just, than twenty. Real quick before we go to break, which is okay. soon, very soon, is another. I'm just going to say a really quick study. It actually showed for all your coffee drinkers out there. Oh, yeah, me that too. That if you are a moderate coffee drinker, now that is without putting sugar in it, of course, because well, we do true. not recommend you putting sugar in your coffee. That's very true. Um, you can actually decrease your risk of Alzheimer's by 20%. Woohoo! So, I'm, I'm yeah. good. So just wanted to mention that real quick because it was 60 actually 60 to 80% down right there. It, it, yeah, it, it, came, <laughs> it came out yesterday. And I just thought that was pretty interesting about yeah. how much they think that it actually decreases the risk of Alzheimer's. So a little Drink bit up. of coffee is good. Moderation, mm. we always stress moderation. Too much, it and always better. No, that's pretty much with anything. Yeah. So yeah. just wanted to mention that one because it was actually a really good study it was a also. Good study. Right. And it did come out of Europe. All right. We'll be back with the next segment very soon. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. There is a fact that we must all face, and that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally and maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. 
You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Like the gentleman said, you can uh, send your emails to us at that jfox at doctorsnutrition. Just spell that doctors out, D-O-C-T-O-R-S, nutrition.com. Uh, send us a, an email if you've got a special question you'd like for us to tackle or a, a subject. Yeah, or call in. Yeah, call in, whatever. Just, uh, you know, get back with us. Even we'll, during the week, email yeah. us if you have any specific questions exactly. you want for the next show or if you have any specific topics you'd like us to cover. Exactly, because we want to, I mean, we're going to put out what we think is good and, and, and viable to everybody. Uh, but we're also going to, you know, we want to hear, you know, touch on things that that's that's sensible that to you. That people want to hear. Right. It's good, good for you. Whatever it has, happens to be. And tonight we're talking about sleep. Yeah, sleep problems. I mean, wake, wake me every up when week when, yeah, every <laughs> week when we think about what topic to do. Right. Yeah, you know, we think about what we see walking into the office every day. And sleep is a problem. It's a big one. It I mean, is there huge. and there's so many things that can affect your sleep. There really is. Now, and there's so many different types of sleep problems. Now, mm-hmm. you know, do you know if you have a sleep problem? And that's the question. Most people do. If Most you don't, do. If you don't sleep well. Right. If you wake up a lot during the night. Mm-hmm. If you don't feel rested in the morning when you do wake up. Mm-hmm. And all if that. you're tired all the time. Right. I mean, that is some of the indications that you may have a sleep disorder. Right. And, you know, and it can be from some, I mean, it, it could be stress. Yeah. You know, it could be a lot of things. Uh, a lot of men I mean, complain of sleep disorders from because their prostate's well, kind of yeah. getting involved and they get up 14 times a night. And women complain of hot flashes affecting their sleep. So there's, there's a lot not, of things. Even men do that, too. Yeah, they do. We'll and so there's that. a lot of different things that can actually affect the sleep yes. in different areas. Right. Hormones play a huge role. They do. Both sex hormones and stress hormones mm-hmm. and even your brain chemicals. Um, we just talked about depression a mm-hmm. little bit ago. And I would say depression is one depression is one of those things that people either complain of sleeping all the time or never or not at all. Mm-hmm. And serotonin, which is one of the brain chemicals, one of the biggies, plays a huge role in sleep. Yes, it does. And so does dopamine. Right. Um, so dopamine and serotonin, which we mentioned earlier, is D, vitamin D plays a role in. Right. It also plays a role in sleep. Yes, it does. And there are things that you can do. If those are low. Now, we always, you know, when someone comes in and says, I can't sleep, we don't just automatically give them one thing. I start asking questions. You know, have you have been to. stressed? When did, yeah. it, when did it start? Now, off and on sleep problems where it's short term is mm-hmm. not that abnormal. It's just when it becomes a long-term problem that it probably becomes right. a bigger problem. Yeah, I mean, if you go through a stressful situation, you know. And you like, don't sleep that night. Right. 
That's you don't sleep one or two nights. That's that's not that big of a deal. No. Um, but people that actually most people tend to have periods, like Long weeks, periods. weeks of months, not, mm-hmm. and that affects your whole life because not only does it affect you being tired and fatigued, it affects your emotional state. Well, you know, another thing to talk about that too, Janine, uh, you know, when, when folks don't sleep, what they probably don't realize, they say, well, you know, I just don't feel, I feel tired or I don't feel good because I didn't sleep well. When we go to sleep at night and in a restful sleep, that's when our body does its repair work. Yeah, so that's if you when don't, it heals. That's when it heals. So if you don't go to sleep well, if you don't sleep well at all, your body may never be healing from the, you know, the rigors of day-to-day torture that we put in. And even sleep, there's no question they've linked it to obesity if you don't sleep well. Oh, yes. Big Um, time. I mean, even type 2 diabetes, they say, is increased when someone Mm -hmm. doesn't sleep well. You know, and and we, a lot of times when we're interviewing people, you know, when they come into us uh, and they may have that uh, diabetes and or metabolic syndrome or whatever, or obesity, and you talk to them and invariably they don't sleep well. Yeah, I think it's one of the biggest problems in the country. And it's probably not because you don't have a CPAP machine. Right. You know, that's something that we see a lot, Yeah, we hear everybody say, oh, well, I don't sleep well because I went and I actually have sleep apnea. Well, you know what? Most people, if they were checked, probably do have some sleep apnea. I would venture to say. Now, being overweight is probably one of the biggest reasons for sleep apnea. And And we're seeing now that, I mean, in in the United States, probably other countries as well, people are more overweight than ever. It's getting pretty big. It's not just the United States. It's actually, we've exported it to the world. Yeah, uh, because we brought our diet to other places. We certainly have. And that's really made a, uh, a detrimental effect on, on folks in third world countries even. Yeah. Where we've exported our uh, standard American diet, which is another thing that's sad. That, yes. You know, that it is. We've got two sads in America. Seasonal affective disorder and the, the standard, standard American, American diet. diet. Right. <laughs> neither, yeah. neither are good. No, and neither one. Uh, actually, both are very sad. Yes, okay. they are. They really are. So that's that's the thing. But you know that sleep thing is is a real issue for a lot of folks out there. It is. Yeah. And you know we mentioned a little sleep apnea, and like I said, the biggest thing is in sleep apnea. I mean, in some people, yes, they have a severe problem, and it mm-hmm. can be, you know life-threatening problem, and that's only in a small no probably percentage of the people. And they probably do need a CPAP machine. That's true. And they do, and it never hurts to have extra oxygen, but you still have to actually lose the weight. Right. Um, keep your weight down. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I tell people over and over and over, keep your weight down. I think that's probably one of the biggies that, that, that we run into a lot is, you know, the folks that are obese or overweight, and they have these sleep issues, and invariably... When we get their metabolic things under control, the metabolic syndrome yeah. and under control, and they start losing weight, they will almost always, to the person, tell you that I, ha- I sleep better. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of different problems that we deal with. And again, mm-hmm. we always stress having the lab work done. Well, it's just like if you go to any doc about anything, you know, that if you think you got an infection or something, you have to do a test to find out. Yeah. And if you've got some of these other issues, now, <clears throat> we don't typically test for the uh, serotonin. But there's so many other things like the thyroid. It could be an underlying problem. Oh, yeah. There's, that is one thing because we do a lot of testing on thyroid. Right. And we see so many people that once we actually give them something for thyroid, 
We may not give them anything for sleep, and they're like, oh, I am sleeping so much better. Right. I hear that one all the time. I mean, that is constant. So a a mild thyroid problem, it doesn't even have to be a severe one. It can be what they call subclinical, where you just have the symptoms of thyroid, but it doesn't actually show up as being severe. You know, and another one is the adrenals. We have so many people that come in with adrenal issues. You know, they have the high cortisol, which is a stress hormone. And let's face it, it's kind of stressful today. So uh, these people have these, these adverse reactions to stress, and they produce tons of this cortisol. And I promise you, if they do, they're not going to sleep well at night. No, because cortisol, if you look at the actual path of cortisol, it should start really high in the morning. And well, de- not huge. Well, not really high, but I mean, it's, it's, when, that's when it's at highest. When, when comparison be to midnight, highest, right. it's pretty high. Yeah, that's right. And then it decreases as the day goes on. Right. Now, a lot of people's, and we can do actually an adrenal, it's called an adrenal stress hormone profile, right? where it does a four-time test on the adrenals, right. where it looks at it throughout the day. And that's a really good test to do. Yes. And a lot of times, what happens is they might not be abnormal in the morning. They may be normal in the morning, but it doesn't fall. Right. And if your cortisol does not fall through the day like it should, then by nighttime, you can't sleep. Yeah, and this brings up something that, that about adrenal function. And I know everybody out there says, you know, I, I get this almost daily. Somebody says, well, you know, I read this book or I read this online about, you know, says if I had adrenal fatigue, I right. should do, quote, this. You know? And the, the problem is, is you don't know whether that the same symptoms can be for a, an a overactive or, an or underactive. Either one, a low or high function of that uh, uh, cortisol yeah. can, can give you this almost the same symptoms. So it has to be tested. Honestly, that's the only one. And I do see that one affect, I mean, sleep a whole lot. Very much so. Because some people, their cortisol just doesn't fall at night like it should. And if you give them things at bedtime to actually help the cortisol fall, and I mean, even tyrosine is one of the things that we use for that. It is. We use something called Cortisol Soothe, which is a product that is really good at lowering cortisol. That's one of our creations. And many people that start actually taking Cortisol Soothe say that they sleep better at night. Yeah. Now, I usually ask if we've got an abnormally high um, cortisol in the morning and we put these people on like Cortisol Soothe, when they come back, you know, usually we have them come back about a week later or talk to them about a week later about their symptoms, how they do, and that kind of thing. Because we may need to change some things. And almost invariably, they'll tell you that, you know, once we get that cortisol under control, they sleep better. Oh, yeah. I I think probably if you had to say one factor that was the biggest factor on sleep disturbances. What's that? It's going to be stress. Yep. I mean, stress affects, and I do find that it is worse in women than it is in men. For For sleep. I think... We see yeah. high cortisol in men as well, but it seems to not affect their sleep as much, although it does happen. But women, I think, tend to worry more at night and do more stressing and worrying and thinking at night. I think so. Now, you get the same thing in some men, and there are things you can do for that. Um, yes, there are. There is something. We, we mentioned serotonin earlier mm-hmm. um, affecting sleep, and serotonin plays a big role in sleep. It does. And what we use to increase the serotonin is something called 5-HTP. Right. 5-hydroxytryptophan. Right. And we talked about turkey. Which is just tryptophan. Since turkey day was just a few days ago. Um, And it's plain tryptophan. And 5-hydroxytryptophan is one step closer to serotonin. So you have tryptophan. It turns into 5-hydroxytryptophan. And then you actually turn it into serotonin. Right. And it's not for everybody. Now, if you're on an anti- uh, 
one of the antidepressants that keeps serotonin from breaking down, one of the SSRIs, you cannot take 5-HTP. No, because you can get too much of you that. You can get too much, and you can actually cause a serotonin overload. Right. So the 5-HTP, if you're not on antidepressants, but yet you have trouble sleeping, it a lot of times it works wonders. It can. It can actually be a wonder drug. You know, it can. And especially really if somebody can. has a little bit of depression also, and they're like, well, I'm not severely depressed. I'm a little depressed, and then I have trouble sleeping. Um, makes a difference. And makes a huge difference. It does. Really. Um, so that's one of the probably one of our bigger sellers because our 5-HTP does work really well. Yes, it and does. And I have people tell me they buy serotonin, I mean, 5-HTP somewhere else, and it just doesn't seem to work. But what we use is pharmaceutical grade. Yeah. So it is a little bit different grade of the 5-HTP, and it can make a world of difference in how it works to actually have a good grade and make sure it is what it says it is. I, I think that's a, ultimately that's one of the biggies is you know, what, you, what we put on the label is in the bottle. And in so many cases, they, you know, some of the, and that's unfortunately about our business. A lot of products out there that may not be live up to label yep. qualifications, you know, what the label says and may not be there. So, you know, always want to buy from reputable people. And we, you know, one, one thing I always tell our patients, this stuff we make sure it's good because we take most of it ourselves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if we're going to take it, it's going to be the best stuff there I is I have there. had sleep problems since yeah. I was a kid, so I yeah. do take it all myself. All right. All right, we'll see you back in the next segment. We'll finish this up. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. And we, hopefully you'll get something out of this that might help you get a good night's sleep. That's right. Yeah. Sleep is very, very important, like we Extremely. just talked about. Um, I know I have to have my sleep. Yes. Janine is a walking billboard for that. Uh, <laughs> for sleep. <laughs> she takes a cocktail at night, and a lot of people think that, oh, if I take too much, I'll never wake up. 
No, probably that's that's. Probably. I have to have my sleep. You, we do. She has to have her sleep. And a and couple things that you have to do. I mean, there's a couple lifestyle changes in order to make sure you get the proper sleep. Right. Um, one thing is make sure you go to bed at the same time every night. You know, they, they have shown and time wake and time up at the yeah, same time every time night. Time and time again, they've shown that if you go to bed at the same time and wake up at the same time, in other words, routine. And that gets those circadian rhythms. Sometimes just the daily routine can help yes. your sleep. You it may not even can. have to take anything. Right. But just an everyday routine can actually help. Um, so that's something that I tell people in making sure you don't do too much caffeine if you are caffeine sensitive before you right. go to bed. Um, I know I'm one that can't have caffeine or coffee after noon. Right. Um Actually, you can have a cup and go straight to sleep. <laughs> uh, yes. I, I always thought it was a fallacy. People talk about taking, uh, drinking coffee to stay awake. I thought, hmm, doesn't seem to affect me that way. But yes, that's true. You know, something else that comes up when you, you look at the um, circadian rhythms. Yeah. And that's, <clears throat> there's a, if you get these circadian rhythms out of sync, so to speak, and they're usually all about an hour and a half cycle. And if you get them out of sync by, I don't know, things like shift work, we've talked about well, that. Yeah, shift work makes That's a, a huge difference. And well, I was people that have irregular hours. I had a, a lady that was a shift worker mm-hmm. and she was doing everything I told her for weight loss. And it was like, I am not losing weight. And she wrote down everything she was eating, she wrote down everything she was doing, and she was doing everything I told her to. And I said, something else is a factor. Well, we started talking about her work schedule. And she actually works like a swing shift. Mm-hmm. And where she goes in, it's weird hours. And so she doesn't actually sleep the normal hours. And I said, you know what? Let's try melatonin. Right. And she said, well, I don't need, tr- I don't need any help sleeping. I sleep fine when I sleep. And I said, I know. But with your shift work, a lot of times the body's circadian rhythms get off, and even though you're sleeping, you're not making producing the right chemicals as you're sleeping. Right. So let's try melatonin resets that rhythm, right. and it's even really good for jet lag. Um, we put her on that, and she started losing weight immediately. Doing all the right things also with it, but it was amazing the difference. She had went like a month where she lost like one pound, and then the next month after taking melatonin, she lost like 15 pounds. Right. So it was a huge difference doing the same thing, but it's because sleep does play that big of a role in weight. And and that melatonin is extremely good at resetting those the, circadian the rhythms. Right. And that's, so uh, everybody's if, heard about jet lag. Yeah. And yeah. if you travel. Yeah. Oh, I mean, jet, that's a uh, you know, if you have jet lag or you travel, the best way to reset it for one is whatever time zone you go into, try to get on their schedule if it's a long term trip. Right. If it's a short term trip, you want to try to stay on your schedule. That's true. If possible. Even if it means going to bed earlier or later yeah, or whatever, right? Even if it, it, but if it's a long-term trip, if it's a couple of weeks, it's hard to do that. Yes. So you want to try to get on their time zone, even if you have to stay up that first night and be really tired. Right. So there's all kinds of things, but melatonin, and melatonin has other benefits too, not just sleep. Oh, I mean, it does. It has definitely been shown at higher doses to have cancer prevention. Mm-hmm. It, cardiovascular prevention. Cardiovascular help. It actually increases the immune system. Mm-hmm. So people think of melatonin just being for sleep. Now, when you do do melatonin, you never want to take it except at bedtime. That's true. Even if you're taking it for another reason, because you don't want to throw the body clock off. Right. And, and one other thing that we might throw out there about melatonin, if you're 
prone to nightmares or you may not want to take it you probably don't because it'll make them in 3d and surround sound. it does make vivid dreams that mm, is vivid. one of the side effects yeah. of melatonin is vivid dreams because you're going into that deep sleep yeah now something else that we wanted to mention is narcolepsy Ooh, how many times have we seen somebody that was diagnosed with narcolepsy i have had many many, many times, people many. that are diagnosed with nar- narcolepsy and when i'm talking to them now I, there are some true narcoleptics out there there are I mean, they really are, and they can fall asleep talking to you. Mm-hmm. And you can tell a true narcoleptic. And there's many people over the years that I've been talking to, and I'm like, you really don't seem like you have narcolepsy to me. And when we do their lab work, actually almost every one of them that I don't think is narcoleptic, but yet they were diagnosed that way, showed up with the B12 deficiency. Yeah, we've seen that so many times. Yes. It's, it's, it's almost almost funny because yeah. we've seen them. And know, it's like they, something so yeah. simple yeah. And they start taking B12, and they're more alert and okay during the day, don't fall asleep during the day, and then they sleep well at night. All right. So it's not narcolepsy. It's actually a B12 deficiency, so a lot of times it can be misdiagnosed. That was about 20-some years ago, I think we saw the first case of that, and it, it kind of shocked us. But then since then, you know, we we've seen, seen so many. Yeah. So that's why if you're diagnosed with narcolepsy, you may actually have a B12 deficiency. You might want to have it checked. Again, another reason to go have that yeah. lab work done. And, you know, if they check your B12 and they say, oh, you're in range, that range is big enough to drive yes. a Mack truck Look through. at the difference. Yeah. Um, B12, the range on B12 on the lab that we use is like 211 to 943, yeah. I believe. Yeah. And all the medical books and nutrition books will say if it's under 400, it's a d- deficiency. Yes. Actually, under the that under the 211, which is the lab range, range right. it causes nerve damage. Yes. So we're talking about that is a severe deficiency at that right. point. And, and so, we see those too. So just because you're at 212 does not mean you're good. No. And that's another thing we tell people is if you've had lab work done and you've been told everything is okay and you don't feel okay, send us a copy of it. We'll look it over for you. We'll Give look you a it second over. opinion. You can actually email it to us at jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Or you can fax it to us at 228-897-9092. Right. Now, if you do fax this lab work, make sure you put a phone number on it or some way we can contact you when we get it because sometimes we get lab work and we don't know who the people are. That's very true. It happens all the time. Or how to contact them or anything. So it's not that if we send us stuff and we don't call you, it's not that we don't call you back. It's we don't know how. Possibly so. That (laughs) happens more than you'd think, really. Just make sure. So. You know, we've talked about the narcolepsy. Now, another thing we haven't talked about with sleep disorders is restless leg syndrome. You know, and, and that's a really big one. I it mean, is. we have a lot of people. A lot of people with restless one. leg. And restless leg syndrome can be different things. Now, we mentioned a B12 deficiency just a minute ago. That with, can cause it. It can cause it. So a good. folic acid deficiency or a genetic mutation not being able to utilize folic acid you know and i had a lady in this afternoon and she her daughter has just had just been both her daughters had been tested both of them one had a single mutation and, and the other had a double mutation for the methyl tetrahydrofolate reductase and this lady was kind of shocked when she said where did that come from i said well unfortunately you you <laughs> and your husband you know, okay and you know the the, the her kids have been tested uh, for this, and the doc that tested them, they live in another state from here, and they had told them that, okay, you're going to have to take this specific kind of folic acid, right. which is the methylated form of folic acid. And, you know, this lady didn't realize it. I said, oh, there's about 40%, if at least 40% of the population out there 
have at least a single right. mutation. And if you can't utilize it properly, right. then that can actually affect sleep as well, and it affects right. methylation, which is detoxification. So it affects Aging. all that. Yeah, yeah. And it does actually make you age. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of that. Now, another thing with restless leg syndrome is an iron, iron. deficiency. Yes. Now, just because you have restless leg does not mean you need to run out and take iron. Because, no, especially really in men, yes, 7% of all men have too much iron. Mm-hmm. And iron can actually be detrimental to the people that have too much. So, another reason to what? Have that blood test done. That's right. right. Have okay. that blood test done. Yes. Because if you have restless That's leg true. syndrome, you definitely need your B12 checked, you need your ferritin checked, and you need your iron levels checked. Anytime we have somebody complain of restless leg, we've got a, a little panel like that that we'll do specifically for them. <clears throat> because, we, like Janine said... There's certain things that have to be looked at. And here's the bad part. And, and this is something we hear all the time. Why didn't my doctor check that? Because your insurance company doesn't want your doctor to know. Yeah. Your insurance company tells that doc what they can and can't do. And we if don't you don't have a justification to do it in restless right. leg, maybe that's on, not on, a, on their end, it may not say, okay, that's a reason to check these. Right. We know it is. Yes. But they may not necessarily think that it's the insurance company. So. No. We do do the testing, and it's actually so easy to actually see if you have these problems. It is. And, and it's something so simple. Like, say, if, if, if you happen to be a, a specifically the men with restless leg, we really like to do an in-depth test on them to find out, you know, is iron a problem? And I have seen yeah. some men with low iron when we've done it. You know, I mean, they actually come they in, and we, we do the test, and it's like, okay, you're the abnormal. Now, sometimes with men with low iron, you sometimes have to say why. And it could be that tea that they like so well. Yeah, because actually tea inhibits the absorption of iron. Right. So now in someone with iron overload, that's very beneficial. But not if you're... But not if you're actually deficient. Yeah. So we always say, have things checked. Yes. If you have a problem, and sleep is a problem. A lot of people think it's not. They say, well, I'm just not sleeping well. Well, if it's repetitive over and over and over again, it is a problem. It's a big problem. And like I said, it can be a a sign of a lot of underlying problems. It can be a sign of thyroid problems. It can. It can be a sign of adrenal problems. Mm -hmm. It can be a sign of um, low B12. It can be a sign of... You know, it can be the it can be the iron problems. It can be the iron problems. There are so many things that actually it can affect. Um, So we say just have it checked. Right. It's so simple to check it. Uh, I know you probably hear us talk about this quite a bit, but that's the way we do it. This is a way that any doc really should be doing things for you. You know, test the things that we can test to find out what's wrong. Because if you know what's wrong, you can fix it. If you don't, yeah. you're just guessing. And like I said, you know, some of the easy things to do yourself is make sure you go to go to sleep at the same time every night, like I talked oh, about before. Make routine. sure you're in a dark room. Oh, that's a always dark, big quiet one, yeah. room that's cool. People that tend to be too hot do not tend to sleep. So, you know, do all those things first. And then right. if you're still not sleeping, it's time to have some some tests done. It is. To find out what's going on. Because sleep is so important. That's when you actually you produce your growth hormone at night. Right. You help repair at night. And you you get rested. And there has actually been a lot of studies um, that have actually linked to not sleeping to brain shrinkage. And so it shows that even the risks of dementia and Alzheimer's right. and memory loss all comes from actually not having enough sleep. Not sleeping well. Yeah. Right. 
And no matter what anyone says is, oh, I don't need but a few hours of sleep. That is mm. not true. You know, we hear that one so often, too. And there's been study after study that proved that one wrong, too. Oh, yeah. Minimum six hours. Yes. Eight's better. Eight to nine is the optimal. And almost right. every study that I've seen shows that if you want to look at optimal sleep, eight to nine. And right. people think, oh, that's a lot. It's really not. I it mean, that's might what be. you But it's what you need. If you look back at our ancestors, you know, say thousands of years ago, before Thomas Edison invented this light bulb thing, uh, they went to bed literally with the chickens. Yes. I mean, when the chickens roosted at, at sundown, that's when they went to bed. And they woke up in the morning when sun came up. And so they had a pretty fairly routine, but that's a long time. If you look at that from sundown to sunup, that's a pretty good range of time there. Yeah. And that's what the people did. They slept a long time because they rested up, ready to go for the next day. Yeah. from that saber-toothed tiger. Right. <laughs> Hopefully we don't have to do that today. Well, no saber-tooths around now. That's right. <laughs> right. When we get back on our next segment, we're going to talk about more about how hormones— Ooh, yeah. affect sleep, both men and women. I was going to say, but we're not going to leave it's the guys out. It's not just about no. women in this one. We're going to talk about men and women, and then we're going to talk about some of the products that we use for sleep. Yes. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. There is a fact that we must all face, and that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally, and maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. I'm Dr. Jim. And I'm Dr. Janine. And we're going to wrap this up tonight talking about sleep. And for those of you who are still awake, yeah, we're going to we're help you get a good night's sleep. we're going to talk about some of the hormonal effects on oh, sleep. Oh, yeah. Both male and female. Male and female. Now, mm-hmm. I had a guy not too long ago come in and he was getting up in the middle of the night and that was one of his complaints is I'm just not sleeping and I'm waking up and I'm almost like hot and having hot flashes. And I was like, okay. And he thought he was having anxiety attacks. That's what he felt like. So mm-hmm. one of the first things I do is we need to check your testosterone. And when we checked it, it was really low. 
Now, low testosterone can make the same symptoms in men that it makes in women. And all, always a drop in hormones, whether it be men or women, tend to actually have sleep disturbances. They will, because in men and women both, sometimes you'll get that uh, body temperature regulation thing right. upset. And that's when they have the hot flashes. And, and, and so hot on. flashes will keep you awake. You can ask well, any yeah. man or woman that has them, and probably mostly women are mostly the ones with women, hot flashes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can ask them. And it, the, the main complaint of women with hot flashes is it keeps me up all night, and I am so tired the next day. Because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm... You know, I can't. Yeah, I can't sleep. I mean, I don't sleep at all, so I'm up all night long. Most and women that will causes t- a problem. Most women will tell you that they can do okay through the day, but at night it really bothers them. Yes, they and say today I can handle it. Yeah. I can handle having a hot flash during the day because I'm awake and yeah, I get hot and I might sweat and you just fan a little okay. bit going. Yeah, yeah. but at night, you know, I just can't sleep. Right. And so some of the things that we use for that in women would be something for hot flashes like menopause essentials or metabalance. Right. And help the hot flashes. Actually help the problem. Right. Now, that 5-HTP that we talked about earlier that actually increases serotonin actually yeah. tends to help hot flashes also. It can. <clears throat> you know, and, and sometimes even adding iodine to the mix. Yeah. And especially in females. Yeah, because we get yeah. some of the women that come in that's had breast cancer. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to take any of the anything that actually could possibly ever affect the hormones. And a lot of them do the, the 5-HTP. Mm-hmm. And they see a big difference. Now, of course, in men, if they have low testosterone, we usually recommend increasing the testosterone. And we use something to increase your own production called AndroBuild. Right. So... And it, it does really it help. It does. And fixing those problems make right. a difference. Now, mm-hmm. in both men and women, there's another issue that tends to keep them up at night. And that is urinary problems. Both men and women. Yes. It seems to be, a, it's a different problem usually in men and women. Yeah. A I'm, lot of women have a mild urinary tract infection. Uh, constantly. Because we actually have started adding a urinalysis to all of our blood panels. And so yeah. when they go get their blood work done, we have them pee in a cup. Yeah. And that way we can see, and there's women, there are so many women we find in, with just mild urinary tract infections. What you'd have to say, most of them are asymptomatic, which means they don't have any particular symptoms. Except for their one symptom they almost frequency. all say is, I have to pee frequently. And frequency. so they do get up a lot during the night to go to the bathroom. So right. that is something, have a urinalysis. If you have bacteria in your urine, something as simple as D-mannose works in 90% of the cases for urinary tract infections. But, and then people don't get up as much. You know, and just recently I had a gentleman come yeah. in. So we don't want to think it's just for women. It's not. Uh, had a, a man who was having the same issue. And he was positive of his prostate <laughs> he, oh, he just knew it was. Had my prostate. So we put him on something for his prostate. And he still and, was getting up. Well, he said, you know, it helped a little bit, but I'm still having these problems. So we did a urinalysis. Yes, he had some underlying. wasn't bad. It wasn't anything he needed an antibiotic for. But definitely the, uh, the D-mannose, we put him on that. Within seven days, cleared him up. Did another urinalysis, totally clean. Saw him today. He said, I'm better. Yeah, I'm not, better. not getting up anymore. No. Now, there's no doubt the prostate can wake you up. Oh, there's no doubt about that. That's With men, that's probably one of the biggest issues. We hear it constantly in yeah. men over 50. I mean, it can be a little younger than that. It's possible to be younger than but, that, but typically about 50 and yeah. up. And, and if, you, you know, if you're a guy and 50 and up and still have a prostate, the doggone thing's probably going to swell just a little bit. That's just his Which is going to put normal. pressure on the urethra, mm-hmm. and it's going to make you feel like you got to pee all the time. 
even if you actually have already gotten up and went to the bathroom, you're going to feel like it again. One of the problems that happens is soon. they can't completely avoid, avoid the bladder or, or empty it. And if you don't empty that bladder, then it doesn't take very long for it to fill up. The stretch receptors kind of tell you, hey, dude, you need to get up and go again. And, and that really is going to disrupt your sleep. If you can't go to sleep yeah. for having to get up and go potty all the time, I mean, that's not good. And something we use called Sol Palmetto Plus. Now, it's right. not the Sol Palmetto itself that helps. It tends to be the plus. Yes, it um, does. Because the regular Sol Palmetto does not seem to actually work near as well as this. No, this one, um, this but one we works do great. use that, and it does actually help. So we like again, help your underlying problems first with sleep. Yes. Figure yeah. out if there's an underlying problem. The reason you're not sleeping is not because you're deficient the, in Ambien. No, there's not a deficiency in sleep medication. No. That's just, it just doesn't happen. No. But, you know, we find the, the, so many folks that that's kind of the way they've approached it. And they've even that. found with sleep medicines, short-term use may be okay, but long-term use tends to make memory loss and some of the mm -hmm. forgetfulness and fatigue during the day and dragginess, and you don't tend to go through the phases of sleep, and it makes weight gain. And there are so many things that the sleep sleeping medications do that if you don't have to do it, it's better not to. You know, we've had... Case after case come in that are taking some of the sleep medications yes. and they get up in the night and eat yes. and they do not sleep remember eating. It. That's another disorder. We and didn't they don't mention remember that it. One. Yes, <laughs> that's what's and bad. Sleep eating is not good because you no. will gain some weight sleep eating. Well, if you don't know you did it, yes. For goodness sakes, I mean, I, we've had I don't know how many do that. I've the, even had some sleep eaters that aren't on sleeping pills and it ended up being adrenal problems. And that's true too, because that's, that's again, you know, they get up at night, they don't even realize they're doing it. And so if you've had that happen to you, you're not alone, uh, but there is something that can be done about it. Yeah. And you don't want to eat all night. If you no. eat all night, you will gain weight. Well, it's in, it's invariable. Oh yeah. You know? I mean, and it's got to I mean, there's a lot of people that truly don't know they're doing it. The people that live with them or who tells them. Or there's crumbs everywhere and there's stuff all over the kitchen when they wake up in the morning. And we uh, hear it often. It's funny, but we hear it so often it's, it's not, not funny. It's yeah, a, I mean, you think, no way, not many people do that. Well, there are more than you think. There really are. I mean, I, I guess over the past 25 or so years that we've done this, um, we, we've seen so many people with it that it, we, we just kind of take it in stride. Yeah, okay, you sleep eat. Uh, but it is a, a real problem with a lot of folks. And like I say, nine out of 10 of them, do not remember it. Yeah. They really don't. And that's really kind of scary. And then something else with sleep problems. I mean, okay, we always say rule out underlying problems. Always. Say that over, over, and, over, and, over, over and over and over and over again. Okay. You don't have any underlying problems. There's no thing that points to a reason why you're not sleeping. Probably is stress. It's probably, you know, maybe Quite your routine. Possible. But we do have some things that actually help with that. And like best rest formula, we have tranquility. We have something called GABA. Yes. I mean, all that actually helps sleep. Now, even the melatonin that we mentioned, the 5-HTP yeah. we mentioned, we mm -hmm. have a lot of different things for sleep. And if you call us, we'll talk to you and see which one might work best for you. But one thing that being someone that doesn't sleep since I was a kid myself without taking something, I have learned over the years that the bottles on everything tells you to take it 30 minutes to 60 minutes before bedtime. Wrong. Don't work. Hmm. I mean, and I've told people over this years, and they come back and they say, you're right. Um, take it the minute you lay down, and once you lay down, get quiet. Right. Don't no. sit up and talk to somebody. Don't watch TV for a long time. I was going to say, if you're Don't going do anything. to, if you, I tell people all the time, if you tend to go to bed and read a book, 
then don't take the stuff until you're finished. Lay the book down, yeah. take your medicine, and go to bed. Then go to bed. Then, mm -hmm. and it's the same thing with watching TV. If you watch TV, watch TV, and when you turn off the Tonight Show or whatever, turn it off, take your stuff, and lay down yes. and go to sleep. Dark room and quiet room, and, and typically... That's it does again, make a difference. So that's just a, a tip for everybody, difference. being right. from someone that, I mean, I was an insomniac since I was actually a little kid. So it was she not anything, is. it's not anything that came with age. It didn't come with, you know, any hormonal and changes or anything like that. I, that's just me. Um, but you sleep good. But now. I sleep good. I do. I take things to sleep. But if I take things to sleep and then someone talks to me, I won't sleep. Right. So when I take it, I'll lay down. That's it. And even if I'm not sleeping, I lay down and get quiet and get it the dark. So out, right. I do tell people there are things you can do like that. Now, right. we have a few minutes left, and so we just want to mention the show next week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Next week's going to be a really great show. We're going to have Dr. Michael Zellig's on with us. Yeah, and he is actually mm. holds a patent for DIM, methane, which helps with... Safer estrogen. Yep, hormonal balance hormonal for both balance, men right. and women. It's good for the prostate. It's good for... Um, breast, breast cancer. Breast, I mean, for cancer it. prevention. Yeah. It's good for weight loss. It's good for so many things. Yeah, that's going to be a really good show because Dr. Zellig has agreed to come on and, and, and spend yeah. the hour with us. So and, he'll be on next oh, next week, next Tuesday for the whole hour. You'll find out all you want to know about DIM. Right. All right, see you then, folks. Thank you for being a part of Live Healthy, Be Healthy this week. Please join Drs. Jim and Janine Fox next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Here's to your better health.